Welcome to the New Birth Baptist Church Pulpit Podcast, a weekly service brought to you from the sanctuary of New Birth Baptist Church in Walnut Cove, North Carolina. We pray these messages and these sermons will be a help to you in your daily walk, and we look forward to you subscribing and coming back every day. May God bless you and have a wonderful day. The morning thought this morning, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back there. I want to turn to John chapter 16 just for a little bit. I did something very different in the morning thought this morning. I read a lot of scripture, which is not normal for, for the way that I do that podcast. Uh, did anybody listen to it this morning? I know some may have. Um, because I was, I was just sitting there thinking last night, Father, how do we deal with this? What, what do, how, do we, how do we deal with these difficult times that we face? Not just yesterday, but we have no idea what tomorrow holds. And so you and I as Christians ought to be ready before it happens, in a sense. Now, something sudden happens, there's no way that you can prepare yourself for the sudden nature of, of, a, of an event that's, that's detrimental. But you can prepare yourself spiritually on how to deal with it, how to cope with it, how to manage it. Um, and, I, and I read these verses, and I'm going to read them again, and I'll, of course, be more specific tonight. But... John chapter 16, verse number 1, These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. Now, again, King James language, you better go back and study some words. And, and that word offended, uh, it, it sort of uh, piqued my interest. And so I went and studied that word specifically. And, and basically, it's uh, I'll read it this way. These things have I spoken unto you, that you should not be tripped up, that you should not fall away that you should not um, be confused about the situation. That's what this is in, in, the, in the Greek language. That's what this is about, remembering that the, the New Testament is uh, translated from the Greek text, Old Testament from the Hebrew text. That word offended means really to not be tripped up, uh, to keep you from stumbling, Jesus says. I've told you these things. And we could very easily stumble when things like that happen. We could very easily get angry. We could very easily get frustrated. We could, we could almost want to be retaliatory. And, and, and the first thoughts about the one that does it and the, one that's, the ones that do it, you want to wring their neck. You call for instant justice. That's not the way God works. That's the way we work, but that's not the way the Lord works. Uh, justice is coming for us all one day. Don't be tripped up by these things and, and lose your truth. Lose who God is and what he's up to and what he's doing. Believe me, he understands it. He didn't like it. He didn't cause it. But he knew that the evil in this world was going to cause havoc in our lives. And you say, why didn't God stop it? I don't know. And you, if you find somebody that knows why God didn't stop it, I want to meet them. But I can tell you this. We don't know everything, but he does. He allows things to happen for a reason. We may not know the reason till we die. And, and God may never reveal all the, the intimate details of every little bad event that's ever happened, but he will ultimately reveal it all through his justice. God says vengeance is mine. It's not yours. We shouldn't want to go out, even though we do, 
and take matters into our own hands. So Jesus is saying, these things have I spoken unto you that you not be tripped up, that you should not be offended. And listen to what he says. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. He just described the Islamic religion because that's what they do. They think they are serving God by killing the infidels. Now this is a religion, and that's all it is. There's no relationship in there whatsoever. It's all do this and get this. Do this and go here. Let me just tell you, there's no ten virgins waiting on anybody. It's just, it's just not. So Jesus is warning us right here that there are times coming that people are going to do things in the name of God, little g God, by the way, but they are going to claim that they are doing things in the name of God, Allah, which is not equal to Father, which is not equal to Jehovah, which is not equal to Jesus. Okay? They're not the same. And these things will they do unto you because they have what? Not known the Father, nor me. See, he sums it up that for us to know to do right, we got to know him. We don't have to know what he's doing all the time. We don't have to know the outcome. We don't have to know the circumstances. We don't have to know the, the why to all of this. But there's one thing for sure that Jesus says, in all of this life that we're facing, we better know him. And we better stay in touch with him. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, maybe today is one of those times. Now, I know he's speaking to the disciples in this specific time. He's, he's talking to them about really what's about to happen to him. That's the ultimate message that, that's behind these things because he's about to tell them, I got to go. He's about to tell them, I've, I've got to go back to the Father. So he is he's sort of helping them along, saying that this idea of killing, the Romans did it, but God gave his son, remember? And Jesus willingly went to the cross. But they crucified him thinking that they were doing right, that they were carrying out justice, that they were pleasing, that the, especially the Pharisees, that they were pleasing God while killing this man this man named Jesus, the only begotten Son, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. They thought they were doing right, which can be very confusing to us today, especially the young minds. Thou shalt not kill. And then yesterday, a kid's going to go, wait a minute, I thought the Bible says don't do that. So confusion can come in. Misdirection can, can come in. I don't know why this, this, and he looked like a boy to me. I mean, he looks like a, a very young individual. I don't know why he did. But it says, but these things have I told you that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. There's where we mess up. We know what the Bible has told us. But when the time comes, emotions kick in. Our self-desires kick in. We get into this... Um, holy moment, thinking that we know all the right answers and what should be done right now. But that's not the answer. 
He's telling us that you may remember that what I've told you. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. He says, right now I'm with you and I can warn you and I can, I can be with you and tell you these things. He said, but there's a day coming that I physically will not be here. So he's actually setting the stage for faith. He's setting the stage for trusting. He's setting the stage for believing what Christ is saying. He's setting the stage saying, remember. Remember what I've told you because there's going to come a time where I'm not going to physically be here. And you and I, we've never had the physical presence of Jesus, the tactile, the person, the flesh. We've never had that in this day and time. But they had. Thomas even put his hand in his side. They saw the nail-scarred hands. So they, they saw the flesh and they saw what happened. But you and I, we don't have that. So what do we rely on? We rely on what we have been told. We remember what's been told to us. But now I may I go my way to him that sent me. Now this, this had to just take the disciples and put them into a tailspin. He says, I've got to go. Now they've been following him. Now I, all of us have to try to put ourselves in the place of the disciples right now. They followed this man. You have, you have followed Christ, say for example, physically. For the last three years, and now all of a sudden he says, i got to go. Would, would that not cause distress in you? Would that not cause confusion in you? Would that not cause anxiety in you? Say, you no, not now. We're just beginning to know, he says. I can imagine Peter saying, you can't go. Peter being the one telling the Lord what to do. And Jesus took care of that several times. He says, i, I got to go to him that sent me. And none of you asketh me whither thou whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. See, he knows them inside and out. He knows how you feel. He knows what today did. He knows what yesterday did. He knows what tomorrow's going to do to you. He knows us beyond our understanding. So when things like this happen, we've got to rely back on what we've been told. That God is right. He does nothing wrong. Justice is His. Vengeance is His. Righteousness is His. There is evil in this world led by the devil with his minions and his demons all around this world. Believe me, they're real. One of them may be sitting beside of you right now distracting you. But our worst enemy is ourself. We distract ourselves. Our flesh gets in the way. Our emotions get in the way. And we don't remember what we've been told. But we ought to. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. He says, it is expedient for you that I go away, for I am go if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot hear them now, bear them now. What does that mean? They're not spiritually mature enough to know all that Christ could tell them. They can't handle it all, but they will begin to grow in him. So I want you to see, leaving today, he has told us, he just told us that the Comforter has come. The Comforter, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God is what's living in each and every one of us right now as we speak. It is the one we ought to listen to. 
It is the one we ought to heed, heed to. It is the one we ought to invite in. It is the one, He is the one that should be Lord of our life right now, the Holy Ghost. You know what it says that the only unpardonable, unforgivable sin is in the Bible? Blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, denying the presence of the Holy Ghost. He's here. Don't deny Him. So when these situations come into your life, to my life, remember what He said. He said, and he, when He has come, He will reprove the world of sin. He's doing it right now. Day in and day out. You know what 1 John 1, 9 says, don't you? He's reproving you on a daily basis. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's doing it every day. He is reproving sin in the life of the Christian every day. He is convicting the lost every day by the power that he has, that God has given him to come and live and, and be about every single person. He says not only is he coming and he's going to reprove the, sin, uh, reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Listen to the next three. Of sin because they believe not on me. Listen, folks, God's got it in, God's got it in his hand. He's, all, he's got it all under control. What messes with our minds doesn't bother him. What messes with our emotion doesn't bother him. What makes us anxious doesn't even faze him. He's got it right there because the Holy Ghost is here right now of sin because they believe not on me. He is, he is doing this around the world today through the power of the Holy Ghost, convicting the lost to come to the knowledge of the truth and of salvation and of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, see there's the one. Boy, this is the one we want to take into our own hands. This is the one where we want to say, I know what's right and wrong. I know what this man deserves. I know what the rest of these people that have murdered babies, I, that they've murdered their mama, murdered their grandma, they've, they've done all these things bad, bad, bad. They're still ready to hear about the reproving of sin by the Holy Ghost, and they too can be saved. That's what, we can't grasp that right now, that this very gentleman, as long as he has breath, he can come under the conviction of his sin and be saved. We don't think about that. What do we think about judgment? Judgment is coming. You've heard me preach it. But you Christians, me, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we will answer for everything that we've done. Wood, hay, stubble, precious gold, silver, all of it's going to be tried by fire. Some of it's going to survive, some of it's not. We're going to be convicted of things that we didn't do and did do. Not for our salvation, but for our service and for our dedication to Him. What about the other judgment? Great white the great white throne judgment. You can't get away from that. Where's my water? It's down here. You can't get away from God's judgment. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how righteous you think you are. One of these days, you're going to be at one of these two judgments. And the great white throne judgment is where he will bring to, to conclusion all the wrong in this world. And unfortunately, people will be plunged off into a devil's hell forever and ever and ever. So God's judgment is in His hand, not ours. It's His purpose, not ours. It's His way, not ours. 
We don't grasp that a lot of times in these situations until after the fact. So leaving here today, I don't know what's going to happen in your life tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen in mine tomorrow. There may be something that comes up in our life that is going to be a very trying event that we're not going to understand. We better be ready to understand what Christ has already told us. And that is the only way that we can get through this. That is the only way that we can begin to understand what God is up to. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine, and sh shall show it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me again. And, uh, me. and again a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. What a great promise that even in the midst of all of this judgment of sin, judgment of righteousness, judgment of, of all the wrong in this world, and it says the prince of this world is judged. The devil is going to stand for what he's done wrong. He already knows it's coming, but he is doing his absolute best right now to take all he can with him and to drag the Christian down. Now, I believe those kids, five, six, even up to seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I do not know their heart, but I know that we have a merciful God. We have a merciful God. Just as he took and said, just as David said, I, he cannot come to me, but I can go to him. He knew where that baby was at. And I believe in this circumstance, with the age of those kids, we know where they're at. The age of accountability is a, not, a, not really even a biblical thing. Um, all it means is that you have come to the knowledge of right and wrong and you have come to the knowledge of Christ and you, cho and you choose yes or no. And you know what you're doing. Jack did it at a young age, but then he realized later on in life that just as this young lady did, that something was missing. And you made it right. All of us need to do that. Interestingly enough, the next statement out of their mouth then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he hath said, that he saith unto us? They still couldn't get it all. They were trying to figure out what does it mean? In a little while we're not going to see him, but then again, in a little while we will see him. I don't know how many different times in the Bible there is a reference to his second coming. But right there is one of them. Jesus is coming back. And he may come back before this night's over, Lynn. All I know is that the Bible says, in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye. That's fast. An instant. That's less than a second. I can't remember the, how fast the eye blinks. I used to know it from, from my schooling. But it's fast. And that's, I mean, it's going to be gone. Time will be no more, the Bible says. And he's going to make all things right. It's not our place, even though we want to, and even though we think we know. 
We've got to relinquish all of our understanding, knowledge, wisdom, to the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of God. That's what the Bible says, that his knowledge is our knowledge, and he imparts to us what we ought to know. I don't have an answer for yesterday, but I have the source that is supposed to help us through it. Maybe you need to share this with somebody that you know might, might be struggling with a little bit. Send them to the Scriptures. Don't send them to me. Send them to the Scripture. Tell them to bow down on their knees before the Father and pray in the name of Jesus for answers. And if they're a mature Christian, they'll realize that they may rise up and still don't have answers, but they'll have the peace that passeth all understanding. That's what this is all about. <laughs>